We're considering this afternoon the Baptist Catechism question 111. So you can see we're coming near to the end of our, uh, our, our catechism. There's 114 questions. We're actually going to have to double up on two of them at the very end of the year here in order to make our schedule, you know, our two-year schedule. Um, but here we are considering question 111, which asks, What do we pray for in the fourth petition? And the answer given is that in the fourth petition, which is, Give us this day our daily bread, we pray that of God's free gift we may receive a competent portion of the good things of this life and enjoy His blessings with them. And the scripture text that I would like to read is Proverbs 30, verses 7 through 9. Here we read, Two things I ask of you, deny them not to me before I die. Remove far from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me, lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. This is now the reading of God's most holy word. May He add His blessing to the preaching of it this afternoon. When those who have faith in Christ pray to God, they are invited to pray to Him as Father. And to distinguish Him from earthly fathers, we say, Our Father in Heaven. We are praying to our Father in Heaven. We know that God is not confined to Heaven, of course. He's all places at all times. But Heaven is that realm that God created in the beginning where He manifests His glory. When we pray, we pray to our Heavenly Father, our Father in Heaven, where He manifests His glory before the angelic beings. And they worship Him day and night there. And our first and leading petition is that God's name would be hallowed, honored, or glorified on earth, just as it is in Heaven. In Heaven, God is praised day and night by His angels, and we are praying that God's name would be praised here on earth too. In the second petition, we pray that God's kingdom would come. God is King over all things. He sits enthroned in Heaven, But we know that in this world there are two kingdoms, a kingdom of darkness and a kingdom of light. And so when we pray that God's kingdom would come, we are praying that things would be on earth as they are in heaven. That on earth all would come to honor God as king. This will happen progressively in this age and fully in the age to come. The third petition is, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Again, we find a distinction between heaven and earth. In heaven, the angels obey and submit to God's will in all things, and we are to pray that we would do the same on earth even now, that we would obey and submit to God's will on earth, just as the angels do in heaven. One general observation we can make uh, from uh, the outset um, concerning this fourth petition is that the God of heaven is concerned to provide for His children on earth with earthly provisions. Uh, You notice that about the fourth petition here. The fourth petition is about our earthly needs. In the fourth petition we are praying not for spiritual things, nor for eternal things, but that the God of heaven would provide us with the things that we need here on earth, in order to live here on earth. These are earthly things that we are to pray for under this petition. The God of heaven is concerned to provide His children here on earth with the provisions that they need to sojourn here. Sometimes we talk as if earthly things are bad and heavenly things are good. Have you ever noticed this? 
Sometimes we will talk about worldly things, and, and we use that word worldly as if they are sinful. And we talk this way because the Scriptures do talk this way. Sometimes the Scriptures do speak of earthly or worldly things in a negative way. But the Scriptures, the scriptures do not portray the world and the things of this world as being inherently evil. We must remember that God created this world. This world was created good. The things of this earth are to be used and enjoyed for the glory of God. They are not inherently evil, therefore. But what makes worldly things worldly in a sinful sense? What makes worldly things worldly in a sinful sense? We do when we misuse them. For example, money is not evil. What is evil, though? The Scriptures say the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Money is not evil, but the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Food is not evil either, but gluttony is. The love of food, the obsession with food is, is evil. It can become an idol to us. Alcohol is not evil either. But drunkenness is. Sex is not evil, but fornication is. You, you can see the point that I'm making here. When Christ taught His disciples to pray, Give us this day our daily bread, He made it clear that God is concerned to provide His children with earthly provisions. Earthly position, provisions. The things of this earth. God is concerned with them. He wants us to have them. He wants us to have what we need. And He wants us to enjoy them. The, the fourth petition is, Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. It kind of sounds like a demand, doesn't it? God, give us this day our daily bread. It's not. It's a request. We're to pray that the Lord would graciously provide us with our daily bread. Bread, as I've already suggested, stands for the basic provisions that we need to live in this world. What do we need to live physically speaking? We need food. We need water. We need shelter. And these are the kinds of things that we are to pray for under the fourth petition. Daily bread, the bread portion of that stands for everything that we need to live in this world. And notice that this bread is called daily bread. Daily bread. This indicates two things. One, that we are to pray daily. Um, you notice that. This is the prayer that Christ taught His disciples to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. So does that not indicate that this prayer is to be prayed daily? I think that it does. And the second thing that it indicates um, is that we are to live in daily dependence upon God. We are not instructed to pray for weekly bread, nor for monthly bread, but for daily bread. And so this means that the Christian is to look to God's hand for provision always, uh, consistently. This is to be our lifestyle. This is how we are to walk in this world, uh, in constant dependence upon God. We're, we're not to cry out to God irregularly, you know, when we see that the checking account is, is really getting low, and then we cry out to God. That's not how it's to work. We, we're to cry out to God Always, daily, Lord, provide for me. We're not to cry out to God when we see that the pantry is kind of getting empty. You see, it's to be a daily plea of ours that the Lord would provide us with the things that we need to live in this world. When we pray, give us this day our daily bread, we are praying that God, um, that of God's free gift, we may receive a competent portion of the good things of this life and enjoy His blessing with Him is what the Catechism teaches. And I think this is very good. I want to consider each portion of this. The phrase that of God's free gift reminds us that daily bread is a gift from God. 
uh, Pastor Phil touched on this earlier with the children when they came forward. Uh, yes, we know that He provides us with daily bread through natural means. Farmers farm, bakers bake, grocers sell, and we buy and eat. But behind all that is God's hand. He upholds the natural order. He sends the rain. He causes the earth to bring forth its produce. He even preserves society so that all of this can happen. All of this is a gift from God. And I wonder, do you think about that when you eat something as simple as a piece of bread? Are you mindful of God's provision? Are you mindful of the fact that this is God's gift to us? We need to. It's important for us to give God thanks when we do something as simple as eating a piece of bread. We should give Him thanks. And the phrase that we may receive a competent portion reminds us to pray not for riches, nor for luxury, but that God would give us what we need. If God has determined to give us more than we need, if He blesses us with wealth and with luxury, then that is a gift from Him. But Christ did not teach us to pray for it, notice. He taught us to pray for basic provision, daily bread. Bread is a simple thing. You know. We're to pray for our daily bread, a competent or adequate portion of the good things of this life. And the phrase of the good things of this life helps us to remember that the things of this life are good, for God made them. Paul wrote to Timothy saying, For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is made holy by the word of God and of prayer. So these are good things that God has given to us. You know, I think this is an important aspect of the Christian life, learning to appreciate the simple things in life that God has given to us, to take joy in them, you know, to eat a good meal and to really rejoice in the good meal that you've just eaten, or to have a good drink and to rejoice in the good drink that God has provided for you. Uh, so many people live um, with their hopes and dreams set on the luxuries of this life. If only I had more, more riches, more things, more pleasure, and they're never satisfied, they're always discontent with what they have. They need more and more. But in Christ, we ought to live with this perpetual sense of contentment. The Lord has given me a roof over my head. He's given me clothes to wear. He's given me food to eat today. He's given me something to drink. And instead of looking at what we don't have and wishing we had more, we ought to really reflect upon God's provision. These are gifts from God and we should rejoice in them. These are good things, the good things of this life uh, that we are to pray for and also rejoice in. In fact, the last phrase of our catechism says that, that we are to enjoy His blessing with them. That reminds us that it is right for us to take pleasure in the things of this world. That's not an evil thing to do. Yes, if we misuse them, it can become evil. But it is not evil for the Christian to take pleasure in the things of this world. Food and drink should be enjoyed. That's what Paul said to Timothy. But how can we enjoy food and drink without becoming gluttons or drunkards? Two things. We are to enjoy food and drink in moderation. I think that is key and this is also key. We are to enjoy food and drink to the glory of God. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. That is what Paul wrote to the church in Corinth in 1 Corinthians 10, 31. 
You know, it's interesting that in, in Matthew 6, we find the Lord's Prayer. And immediately after that, we find instructions regarding fasting, laying up treasures in heaven, and anxiety over the cares of this world. I, I just happened upon this observation as I was finishing up this sermon um, earlier in the week. Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6, and then immediately after that, there, 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 are, there are portions of Scripture there re, that are addressing fasting, laying up treasures in heaven, and anxiety over the cares of this world. I see uh, those topics in Matthew 6, 16 and following as, as being a kind of expansion on what Jesus said regarding the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. The, the most succinct way for me to say it is this. The prayer, give us this day our daily bread, is a remedy to a gloomy approach to the blessings of this world. Don't fast in a gloomy way is what Christ taught His disciples there in Matthew 6. It is also a remedy to an idolatrous love of the things of this world. There in Matthew 6, Christ taught His disciples to store up treasures, not on earth, but in heaven. And it is also a remedy to anxiety. Do not be anxious about your life, is what Christ taught His disciples there in Matthew 6, following uh, the Lord's Prayer. And the point I am trying to make right now is this. It is truly amazing what this little model petition can do for the soul of the Christian when they properly understand it and faithfully pray it. In other words, this little model prayer, give us this day our daily bread, is a remedy to really big soul problems. Really big soul problems. Soul problems like anxiety in this world. We find the remedy to it in this little prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. We come before the Lord and we are to depend upon Him day after day for His constant provision. It's a remedy also to ungodly asceticism and to the idolatrous love of the things of this earth. Um, we are to run to the Lord in prayer daily and see how He is able to uh, remedy these problems of the human soul as we trust in Him for all things and as we give Him thanks. So are you anxious? Pray to your Father in heaven for daily bread. Are you struggling to enjoy the things of this life that God intends for you to enjoy to the glory of His name? Then pray to your Father in heaven for daily bread and thank Him for it. Are you struggling against an ungodly and idolatrous love for the world and the things of this world? Well, pray to your Father in heaven for daily bread. What do we pray for in the fourth petition? In the fourth petition, which is, Give us this day our daily bread. We pray that of God's free gift we may receive a competent portion of the good things of this life and enjoy His blessing with them. Truly marvelous instruction. Let's bow together for prayer now. Father, we thank You for the way that You care for us, that You have redeemed us, that You are with us, and You have promised to provide for every need. I do pray that You would strengthen our faith to know that You hear our prayers, uh, strengthen our faith to know that You will provide for us day after day. Uh, for those who are anxious, O oh Lord, I pray that You would um, relieve them of that anxiety as they look to You, O oh God, for your daily provision. May they be content with what you have provided. May they trust that you will continue to provide. Even if there is not a rich storehouse present in their home, Lord, I pray that they would know that you will provide for them day after day, just as you do for the birds of the air. God, we give you thanks. In Christ's name, amen.